Welcome back to the Fight Talk Podcast. I'm Steven Jensen. Today it is June the 12th, 2019. What you're about to hear was recorded on July the 12th, 2014, almost exactly five years ago. This was from an old YouTube channel from what feels like forever ago. And basically, I decided to upload this because so much has changed since this this recording, but some stuff has really stayed the same. And it was really interesting for me to go back and listen to this. It was just totally random. I was like, yeah, I'll go back, listen to some of my old stuff. I got nothing better to do right now. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to upload this so you guys can hear what my thoughts were on professional wrestling five years ago and kind of compare it to what's going on now. Some stuff that you're going to hear from this. Uh, this is around the time that Santino Morella had retired. Uh, Stardust was a new character. Kenta had been signed by the WWE. We all thought Kevin Steen was on his way. Uh, a whole bunch of stuff like that. Just create. I don't want to give away the whole episode, but it's going to be interesting. At least it was interesting for myself to go back and listen to really how much has changed and how much has stayed the same in some of these companies. I talk WWE, I talk TNA, and I talk Ring of Honor in this episode. So once again, this is a throwback. You know, I don't have many of these uh, many of these episodes that I can do this for. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to throw this out there. You know, with the resurgence of the indies and, of course, you know, this giant wrestling boom that's happening, mainly because of, you know, the beginning of AEW, just check this out. I think that, I think you're going to really enjoy this. I really enjoyed it. It's a real blast from the past. It's like going back into a time machine five, five years ago. And, and you know, I hope you guys enjoy it. So without any further ado, kick back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Fight Talk podcast. This is a throwback from July the 12th, 2014. I'm going to talk a little bit about the WWE, um, a little TNA, a little Ring of Honor. And there's been some big news uh, today especially, but throughout the last couple weeks as well. So I'll touch on on quite a few things here. Um, And bear with me, it's going to kind of be all over the place. I just have like a few notes and that's about it. So this is going to be pretty much all right off the top of my head, one take. Let's see how this goes. So first up, I've got... Santino uh, retired from, you know, active in-ring uh, competition with the WWE. He had a very good career for what he was. He had a lot of memorable moments, like almost winning the Royal Rumble a few years ago. Um, you know, him and McFoley doing like the Cobra versus the Mr. Socko deal. His thing with Beth Phoenix. You know, there was a lot of stuff Santino did. Did he? Uh, you know, he debuted winning the Intercontinental Championship. That was, you know, a big moment, especially for his career. And I'm assuming they're going to keep Santino um, employed, you know, in some capacity. And he's still good for, uh, you know, with it being a PG show, he can still add something to the show. And he can do little commercials and meet and greets and sign autographs and all that good stuff, too. So I think Santino will stay um, in the WWE in some capacity. And from what I understand, it was just a... Uh, just too many neck injuries, so, you know, good career, Santino, you know, that you were entertaining for, for what you were, that was, you did it very, very well. Uh, next up here, I've got, oh yeah, so, NXT has been really good, in my opinion. It's my second favorite show WWE produces right now, next to Monday Night Raw, but the in-ring uh, competition on NXT 
a lot of weeks has better matches than what you would see on Raw or SmackDown or Main Event or Superstars or any of these other WWE branded shows. It's been really well uh, well served for guys like Justin Gabriel and Tyson Kidd, guys who have been on the main roster but maybe need, you know, they need to, you know, freshen up what they're doing. They need to really find themselves as performers or as characters. And they need to go down and just polish their work a little bit. I think putting Gabriel and Kid together is a really good idea, mainly because I don't think Kid is good on the microphone at all, but he's very good in the ring. And he plays a good heel character, but his whole dynamic with Natty is, is the most entertaining stuff I've seen him do since he's been in the company. And Justin Gabriel, we all know, is a very good uh, in ring competitor as well. He's. He, you know, he's very acrobatic. He does some really cool stuff. The two of them, I think, could be a really good tag team. And I, th I hope that they keep the two of them together. They've been teasing a split between Kid and Natty, but we'll see what happens there. Um, You know, I like the idea of guys like Rob Van Dam coming down. And not permanently, but coming down and wrestling. Like the other week, we had RVD versus Adrian Neville for the NXT Championship. That was a good match. Um, that was fun to watch, and it's okay for guys like RVD and some other guys that are, you know, maybe really established or just, you know, more established than the guys currently on the NXT roster come down and put some guys over. There's nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. I'd love to see someone like Dolph Ziggler go down to NXT, and he's a guy that I wouldn't mind stay, you know, him staying down there just for the simple fact of. You know, I'd like to see him be like the NXT champion and just have incredible matches with all these up-and-comers before they go to the main roster. The only reason I say that is because Ziggler is underused within the WWE system, and he should be main eventing the main shows of the WWE. But if you're not, they're not going to do that, and they're not going to do that anytime soon. I would love to see him just tear the house down in NXT. There's other guys on the roster I'd like to see to see do that. We're seeing Xavier Woods going back down there. Um, you know, I think there's going to be more to come, and I'm all for it. NXT's been very entertaining, so you know, and I give big kudos to Triple H for a lot of that. He's done a really good job with it as well. I'll talk a little bit more about that uh, with some of the news that came out today here in just a minute. The main event for Battleground looks like it's going to be Roman Reigns versus John Cena versus Kane versus Randy Orton for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. They've really built this up to where Reigns looks like he's going to take over for John Cena. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know how long it's going to be from now. I'm assuming it's going to be a slower build than it's happening just right now. But... When you have Reigns and Cena face-to-face, -face, the crowd is behind Reigns. He has the it factor. He has the look the WWE loves. He has the heritage within you know the family he's in, you know, being kin to The Rock and Umaga and Rosie and you know all that, that whole Samoan family and, and all those great performers. And he's, uh, I believe he's like cousins in some way with the Usos. So... I mean, his time is going to come. I don't know if it's right away, but you can definitely see that the WWE realizes what's happening with this. And, you know, I've talked many times about how I feel about John Cena. He's going to be marketed now 
as like the greatest champion of all time. He's only he's only one championship run away from the all time record that Ric Flair has held like forever. I don't see Kane or Orton win, winning this match. I expect John Cena to retain the championship. I'd like to see Roman Reigns win, but at the same time, I also want to see him built up a little bit more slowly. I don't want to see them blow their wad on, Ro on Roman Reigns too fast, and then he has nowhere to go. So, you know, I'm going to pick Cena to win that match. I'll do a full-on battle Battleground uh, review. Or and preview video uh, sometime before the show actually happens. But, yeah, like I said, you know, they're teasing this whole Kane, Randy Orton thing, but you know they're on the same page, and Roman Reigns just, you know, we'll see what happens with that. I, I think this was a, made a four-way match so they wouldn't have to do, like, Cena, Kane, which no one would care about, or Cena versus Orton, which no one would care about again. And I don't think they want to do Reigns versus Cena, at least not right now. So I think that's the reason we have this match. Another match we just found out is going to be at Battleground. I'm very excited for it's going to be Dean Ambrose versus uh, Seth Rollins. Ambrose might be the most over babyface on the roster. And I know I'm biased, and everyone who watches my videos knows how highly I think of Dean Ambrose, and I have long before he was even in the WWE or NXT, or FCW, or any of that stuff. Um, It doesn't even matter who wins this match, whether it's Rollins or Ambrose. These guys are going to deliver, and they're they're the future of the company. I'm very excited to see what these guys do, and I know it's just the beginning of what's most likely going to be a long feud, and I'm all for it. I'll talk more about that during my battle round predictions, but I just wanted to say, good move by the WWE for putting these two together. It's going to be awesome. Another thing I need to mention, uh, one of my top three, if not my favorite all-time professional wrestler, uh, Y2J, Chris Jericho, just returned a couple weeks ago on Raw. He's going uh, against Bray Wyatt at Battleground, and they're going to have probably a feud for a few months until Jericho you know, takes another hiatus and does his thing with Fozzie and all the other stuff he does. You know, his podcast is awesome. The dude's a hell of an entertainer. He's a hell of a pro wrestler, a hell of a rock star, podcaster, everything. You know, king of all trades. Guy's awesome. I love that he just comes back to do these things and help put people over, and I have no problem with it. He's not coming in and taking the spotlight and beating all the top guys, like some other people that we keep having to watch. But, so him and Bray Wyatt is going to be awesome, I have no doubt about it, and I'll talk more about that one too later on, but welcome back Y2J, and uh, follow the buzzards, it's going to be fun to watch. Also, my, my boy, Cody Rhodes, aka Stardust, he's the most over I've probably ever seen him, and I think the fans are really starting to catch on to, uh, to the Stardust character. I think him and Goldust, it's just a matter of time before we have Stardust and Goldust versus the Uso, or sorry, versus uh, the Wyatt family for the Tag Team Championships. I believe the Wyatt family will beat the Usos for the titles at Battleground, and it's a two out of three falls match, so that's, that's good. They've been putting on very solid matches consistently. I'm all for two out of three falls match between those two teams, and I'm really hoping to see more from Stardust and Goldust uh, 
It's been really fun to watch. So the big news today was the WWE has officially signed pro wrestling Noah star Kenta. He's going to be uh, assigned to NXT to start off. And the cool thing about this to me is they introduced him as Kenta rather than some weird generic Japanese or Asian name like they're known to do like when they completely repackage someone everyone already is familiar with. Uh, I can't wait to see him go in there and wrestle guys like Adrian Neville and Sami Zayn. I mean, just they're going to tear the house down. It's going to be great. The thing is, Kent is going to come in and they're going to water down his style, at least marginally. And the moves that he's famous for, he's probably not going to be all, allowed to use. You know, he invented the go to sleep, which is obviously uh, CM Punk's finishing move, if, if and when he returns. I doubt the WWE wants Kent to using that. And that knee that uh, Daniel Bryan does that beat John Cena. Kenta uses that too. I mean, he's got a large arsenal of moves. He's got awesome kicks, suplexes, everything. He, he has a very stiff style, which I hope they, you know, hope they are able to keep at least, you know, enough of that in his arsenal that it's still entertaining. He's a guy I've been watching for a long time too. He had a really cool run in Ring of Honor where he fought, or fought, wrestled um, a lot of the top guys and had really solid matches when he was in Ring of Honor. He's a legend in pro wrestling, Noah, just a Japanese wrestling megastar. This is a huge signing by the WWE, and uh, I'll talk a little bit more about that before the end of the video. Also, another guy that the WWE has signed, and it hasn't been like as cut and dry as the Kenta thing, but we all know Kevin Steen is going to be headed to NXT soon as well, and that's another guy, like, Kenta versus Kevin Steen is going to be awesome. Kevin Steen and Sami Zayn, we know that they have a long, incredible history. Man, that El Generico-Kevin Steen feud is one of the best feuds I've ever seen still. Um, we found out that Steen's going to be wrestling uh, Tommaso Ciampa, uh, Steve Carino, and Silas Young in his last uh, three feuds, or last three matches, whatever you want to call it, in uh, Ring of Honor. I'm sure he's going to have great matches with all three. Uh, what more can you really say? I mean, Kevin Steen has has ruled the indies for a little while now, and it's, it's time to see what he can do in the big leagues, and I'm very excited to see it happen. This is just going to make NXT even more loaded and even more of a must-watch show. Imagine with Triple H running the show, you know, from the gorilla position, and you've got... Neville, Zayn, uh, Steen, Kenta, uh, I mean, Tyler Breeze, if, you know, if you're into that, uh, Kalisto, I mean, there's so many guys that are going to be able to just tear the house down in NXT, it's going to be so much fun to watch, it's going to only get better, and then you're going to see these guys develop to whatever standard the WWE has for them, and you're going to start seeing them trickling into... Uh, Monday Night Raw and, and you know the main shows and you're gonna have some of these guys sooner rather than later against guys like Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, you know Daniel Bryan if and when he comes back, uh, Cesaro, you know Bray Wyatt, all these guys, you know Ziggler, that it's just gonna it's only gonna get better. I'm really looking forward to the future of the WWE. Speaking of uh, the future and the past. I haven't talked at all about the recent firings from the WWE. They released a lot of names a couple weeks ago. The most surprising and the biggest names uh, that were released were Evan Bourne and Drew McIntyre. 
uh, Rodas Clay was released. I, from what I understand, he's going to go to Japan. He's just a guy who was underused. Uh, that Funkasaurus gimmick was only going to last so long. Uh, Yoshitatsu was released. I'm not going to go through every name, but uh, these are just the main ones that I wanted to focus on. Yoshitatsu, I knew when they were going to sign Kenta that Tatsu was toast. I mean, they just... There's no need for, like, a generic Japanese wrestler, this Yoshitatsu guy, that they have not used in years, when they're going to have this guy Kenta, and they're just going to put the whole country of, of Japan on this guy's back, and I have no doubt about that. The Evan Bourne thing, you know, no one really knows for sure exactly what his deal is and what his standing with the WWE is. I believe he's going to be doing a shoot interview soon if he hasn't already done it, and he's saying, like, he's down to burn bridges, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I, I'm sure it's just a matter of time before he's wrestling in Ring of Honor again, and I'm sure TNA has contacted him as well. Drew McIntyre will do the same. I expect him to be in, in TNA uh, very soon. You know, I And I hope that he has a more serious character because he's a guy that I really still think has a lot of potential. And he's got a good look. He's got good size. You know, he's gotten over in the WWE before. And he was just a product um, of just bad, bad booking and uh, untimely injuries. So best of luck to everyone who got released, though. There was a lot of names on there that were very predictable. Like, we just, we knew it was just a matter of time with a lot of those guys because they hadn't been used in, in very little or any capacity in a while. Last but not least, uh, well, actually kind of least, if it really, if you're really analyzing it, but uh, TNA Wrestling, you know, I don't think it's been very good lately. You know, their matches are always going to be, you know, fairly solid, you know, on a consistent basis. I'm just not really into the storylines. I keep up with it, you know, I, I really pull for a lot of those guys like Eric Young and Bobby Roode and James Storm, and I mean, there's a lot of talented guys in in uh, TNA, but Kurt Angle's uh, said he hasn't uh, he hasn't accepted a deal that TNA uh, has on the table for him. It's very clear that Angle is going to be trying to get back into the WWE if they'll have him, and I think that they will. I think Angle has said that this is going to be the last wrestling contract he signs before he retires. There's no way he can possibly be thinking that he wants to end his career in TNA. He wants to go out in, you know, on a big bang and I see him back in the WWE very soon. We also know that Sting, former TNA wrestler and longtime former WCW NWA wrestler, you know, he's putting these teasers up on Twitter. Something's going to happen Monday. He put a picture of himself on Twitter. Uh, most likely it's going to have to do with the WWE 2K15 video game. But in any capacity, the fact that he is being featured means that there's progress and that at some point in our lifetime we will get Sting in a WWE ring. Who knows when it's going to be, but it, it has to happen. It just, for history's sake, it just has to happen. Uh, also with TNA, you know, Lashley as champion does not um, interest me at all. Bully Ray is probably the most over guy on the roster, which is okay. Uh, he's done incredible work on his own since leaving uh, Team 3D. He'll always be most known for his work as team, uh, you know, with, with the Dudley boys, but... You know, him and Devon just went into to the TNA uh, Hall of Fame, and you know, I'm very proud of Bully Ray. I just kind of wish that 
this character had a chance in the WWE because pretty much everything right now in TNA is just, is just getting wasted, like their talent. And just my last point, like this whole Tommy Dreamer and Rhino feud with like the Carters and stuff. Ethan Carter the Third is has a lot of potential. I think he's a future star for any of the big companies. But why do we have to continue to watch feuds between like guys like Tommy Dreamer and Rhino? Like I love those guys in ECW. I love them, you know, for much of their WWE runs. I've seen them in TNA before. I've seen them in other companies like Ring of Honor and stuff before and all these other hardcore homecomings and all these other things. The fact of the matter is this. ECW is long gone. I loved it when it was around. I used to watch it on late night television on the Nashville network and trade tapes, VHS tapes with people and, and find the pay-per-views somehow and not played their video games and everything. I loved ECW. I had their action figures even. The little Rob Van Dam and Sabu action figures and stuff. I mean I was I was very into it and I loved when it came back for one night stand and then it came back again for that second one night stand, then it became a brand and then it became something completely different. And TNA had that debauchery of a TNA uh ECW hardcore justice show. It's over. Even Paul Heyman like doesn't want to talk about it because it's like it served its purpose for what it for what it was meant to do it did it tna should be focusing on their young talent which everyone has been saying since the very beginning since the company was founded in 2000 and what was it 2002 i believe that's all anyone's ever talked about and so why are guys still in the spotlight that shouldn't be Alright, I hope you guys enjoyed that blast from the past from July of 2014, almost exactly five years ago. It's crazy how much has changed and how much is still the same, to be honest, in some senses. So, really interesting. It was interesting for me to listen back to that as well, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you want to give me a follow on Twitter, please do so at fighttalk underscore F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. Got a Facebook group, all that good stuff too. Uh, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. So if you hit the subscribe button, that's much appreciated. And please give me a five-star rating, any kind of comment or review that you can leave on whatever platform you listen to this podcast. It helps me out a lot. I know we say that all the time, but that really is the truth. It really is. Um, it really, really goes a really long way for those ratings, those reviews, and, of course, hitting that subscribe button. Pretty much everything I do, I keep updated on my Twitter. So once again, just make sure you're following me there. If you want to jump on my Twitch, check out the video games I've been playing and stuff like that. That's twitch.tv slash fighttalk underscore. And of course, I always do the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. That's every single weekend at fightfulselect.com, part of the Fightful Patreon service. I talk all non-WWE news over there. So, you know, give that a listen if you want to as well. So, that all being said, I will uh, see you guys next time. Until then, enjoy professional wrestling. Enjoy MMA. Enjoy whatever you like. You know, I'm just glad to listen to this podcast. Y'all take care.